gotta go with the clown and the two thugs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. In the house today, we have Shayna Shay. Duh. Abby Abs. Hey. And the Effocutioner. Yo, man, today is a great day, isn't it? <laughs> Good vibes in there, my friend. That is correct. And also on the show, we are talking about finger guns. This is a new comic about two troubled teens who discover they have powers that are letting them get kind of the upper hand on life beating them down. So we'll see how that pans out. We'll talk about it in depth. Also, we are talking about Tremors. Shriek Riley. Yo, the Tremors series has been going a long, long time, and now we have another installment. Possibly the final, we'll see. And we'll get into why in just a little bit too, yo. I think this one's gonna have some surprises. And then, dude, the team of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost is not featured in the show. But it does feature both Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Nick Frost starring in this vehicle and Simon Pegg doing a kind of a supporting role. I was happy to see them both in the same project. We're talking about Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers is a new paranormal investigator uh, 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 Amazon show, almost at Netflix, Amazon show um, that, dude, it, 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 it takes some interesting turns, yo. And I mean, I'm anxious to talk about this one. I'm really excited that we're, we're going to get into it. Is everybody ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. As ready uh, as I'll ever be. Let's do this. All right. So we're going to start off today talking about Truth Seekers. Now, as I mentioned, this is paranormal investigators. They set out to film ghost sightings, but as their, their supernatural experiences start to grow more frequent, you know, they take more call and more weird stuff starts to happen. They begin to uncover a conspiracy uh, that could bring about the Armageddon for, I mean, pretty much everybody. The entire race is on the line here. So, yo, I'm going to kick it over to the execution of first. What is your thoughts, my friend, on Truth Seekers? Yo, man, anything with Simon and Nick in it together just is incredible. And it continues to be the same way. I thought it was great. I enjoyed the story. I liked, well, I guess I'm going to be a little bit of a spoiler. I liked Lionel when he came in, you know, with the secret secretness of him and just learning. Is it okay to give a little bit of a spoiler? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, toward, towards the end, and I'll put up the warning thing, but not right at the beginning. I mean, okay, <laughs> well, I will say I did like how Nick and, like, Lionel, like, were interacting and just, like, they were kind of both secret towards each other, but as they continued just going to work, and especially the first house of being in that old lady, who originally we all thought, like, hey, man, maybe she was just lonely, cutting the cord of her cable, yeah. trying to, like, bring these. Nah, man, we discovered the truth. Mm. There's some secretness going on. Some oogie-boogie type stuff, man. You know, spirits transferring, Captain Ginyu going all over the place. You know, like, I, I, I liked where the story was going. And, I, and I, I even, I love the ending, but I, I, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much because I have, like, you know, episode one was good for me. Episode four... And then, like, episode six and seven, especially when they get to the house and they kind of discover the truth of everything. And then eight with the final... See, I don't... I just see this. It's really hard because, like, I... The final showdown. Yeah. The final. But, but even the final showdown... Yo, what a... Yo, I was like, yo, I, yeah. I, I clapped. I was like, ah, you dumb it. You dumb them fool. You yeah. This, oh, well, yo, I would... I would, there, boy. I would question... What kind of what possesses that kind of blind, you know, uh, blind devotion? And I would really, I, w I was really ready to be like, nah, there's nothing realistic about that, would never happen. That, that's not that, um, and no one would ever thought about it. Yeah, 
Because yeah. then I, I turn on the news for like five minutes. It's, yeah, exactly. No, people love weird. a demi. Like people love a demagogue. It is a thing. Yeah. Everybody wants someone to believe in. Yeah. All right. Well, Shane, I just want to believe in myself. All right. Well, what the man's talking about is there is a cult, and like an outright cult that is featured in this, where it's just like the the, the starry eyed uh, uh, blind devotion is just insane. To the point where cats are like, yo, I need to mutilate myself. I need to uh, kill myself in my essence without even the promise of my soul will go to some other glorious utopia, but the promise of I'm doing this so that someone else's soul can go to that glorious utopia because I'm that devoted to them. I'm like, yo, what's in this for you? I get the privilege of knowing that I provided like, yeah, no, you, 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 you stuck in a box for so, all of eternity. You did that to yourself, played yourself. Just like, ah, mm -hmm. ah, like, Yeah, and to be clear, we're talking about the cult and not Christianity, so just sort of. <laughs> I, I mean. I didn't oh, want to say nothing. I mean, to I some mean, people, that's I mean, a cult. I didn't even want to say look. nothing. I didn't even want to say it. <laughs> look, I, I had it in my head. I was thinking it at one point in time, but I was like, let me shut well, up. I'll just, I'll just go on record of saying every organized, every organized religion besides maybe Pastafarianism is is right up that alley. Right, well, in the show, it's a, it's it's this dude Toynbee. So he's not actually Satan. Satan. He's no. more a follower. He's more a conduit for whatever evil forces are promising him power, and then his place in like the eternity ethereal. What was his motivations besides like I want to die and then go to a great place? Because well, I, I he just wanted to live forever. Yeah, he yeah, wanted he to wanted live to forever in like his own That's version it. of heaven or just paradise, I guess. Well, he did it yeah. in a very cockeyed way. Also, I mean, if, if, if you're gonna just leave various ghosts scattered around the earth, you gotta do a better cleanup job because they, they broadcast yeah, honestly, the radio signal. Like, all, uh, yeah, and also right. like with the, with like the YouTube channel as well, um, the main character, what's his name again? Gus. Oh, Nick yes. Frost's character is Gus. Yes, so yeah, Gus, Gus runs the YouTube channel Truth Seekers, which is why the, uh, which don't Google that term, yeah. by the way. <laughs> like I tried to, do, yeah. Put a disclaimer on that. Oh my god! Make sure if you Google it, put the TV show yes. behind yeah. it. Yeah. 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 All the stuff that popped up. Okay, I typed in truth seekers and I Why? literally get up the show. So what's the problem? Um, Consider yourself okay. lucky and leave it there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, up on a government it's like, list. it's like if Gus's character is sort of broadcasting the paranormal like events that he's experiencing, how does no one else see his channel? Because his channel, like at the beginning, only has like a couple hundred subscribers. Mm. But like, if he's doing this paranormal stuff, then why isn't the count higher? Maybe it literally well, is just maybe the writers don't understand YouTube. Or maybe no, that's or maybe why. They, that's or maybe they saying. understand it perfectly, and that's yeah, like, that could be it too. Couple hundred subscribers. Like, or maybe that's part of the reason why. Um, that deal. Gosh, make sure I'm remembering this right. Didn't um Nick Cross's character at one point make a deal with um what's her name, Helen, the sister, yes. to help improve yes. his website? Oh, so maybe. Helen. So maybe he, like, she had a really successful YouTube channel and website. So, like, maybe she was doing something a little better than he was to get attention. Like, because she, yeah, she, what you call people from cons, like, really knew who she was. Yeah, because she was a makeup artist who did 
uh, like a lot of convention stuff. And although she herself found it difficult to go to conventions, um, if you actually know her, if you watch the show and get to know her character, you'll understand why. But like her character over time becomes like really likable and like she uh, interacts more, she gets friendly with uh, more of the members of the cat, like the characters in the show, which is really nice. I'm glad, I'm glad they, gave, they made that an aspect of her personality yeah. too, because when you meet her, she is awful. I was yeah. just, I was just like, yo, what is this lady's problem? And I, I, I get uh, over time that okay, she's that hardcore agoraphobic that when she's in her safe mm -hmm. space, and even one new person violates that bubble, her immediate reaction is like defense and anger. But I'm just like, yo, when like, I mean, yeah, tell them I would rather they not be in my home, and they will ha gladly leave. But she was like, yo, if that bitch comes anywhere near my home, will mess up yeah. my cosplay. She's standing on the doorstep outside. Hey, I know. Mess up my But 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 as someone who has mm -hmm. tried to do like impressive cosplays and admittedly has failed in them, I kind of get where she's getting at because like throughout the show she's trying to make this it's not really like a is it a plot point? Like her cosplay is a Dalek. She's just a human. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's technically a it's, 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 oh, it's, uh, it's it's one of those like, it's one of those things that it it's a plot point in that specific episode because it allows the it allows the show to throw us a curveball where we think one thing and then we see another but this yeah, is one like, person getting around stuff in their own way oh, yeah. in the over in the overall like you know over of the show don't even no nah, it's not a thing. so so but like her cosplay like she like throughout the show like she's like oh my goodness i need to do this i need people not to like annoy me and like to like and just sort of like her willingness to start working with other people, both like with her cosplay and then with other things, including her website with uh, Gus's dad. Uh, with... Malcolm McDowell, by the way. Yeah, he did like he did a great, great job as playing the doddering like, father. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, her willingness to help other characters throughout the show shows that like, yes, like her character is sort of like a flawed character that doesn't want to be near anyone else, but also showing that she's improving upon herself and willing to go like beyond her own limits that were set at the beginning ah, of the show. Character I really arts. Her, and I really like that. Like, uh, I like that she had like a progression. Like, yeah. you met her one way, you end the season, she's, some, she, she's become a better self. And that's and nice. The, and the same with like Elton's character. Um, who then opens up to uh, Gus, and Gus who opens up to the rest of sort of like the gang. And it's this very like wholesome, supernatural-esque show that like I wouldn't expect to be good. And there are definitely a few, uh, a few plot holes in the show that like I can't really ignore to be honest. But well, what overall, do you got? Uh, Jojo 74 is like a fan of the show mm. and um, she sort of lives off the grid and her character introduction is very unusual and like why didn't she contact them before well here's the thing that i thought about that and i thought they were throwing us a red herring where the natural impression would be yes you're appointed first you're pointed towards simon Pegg for one thing and then later on in the show you're pointed towards jojo 74 who does seemingly come out of nowhere we're given yeah. the hint that we're given the um the impression that he's been contacting he's been like speaking to her uh like you know at, a, at kind of a steady pace in the background of the show 
So when she kind of comes out of no, uh, you know, uh, up in the show, yeah, it is like seeming out of nowhere. But from their conversation, it's just like, oh, I've got an online uh, relationship with this person, and this might be the first in-person meeting. Um, Y'all remember that show uh, by Felicia Day, uh, The Guild, where it's just like, yeah, Vaguely. well, well, in the show, she had an online relationship, like full-on relationship, flirting, sexting with this dude in their uh, D and D in their online, you know, uh, D and D guild. But then he just shows up at her house one day, and he's like, oh. Oh, you're in person. I wasn't ready for the in person, mm. and it's just like that in the show. It's just like I wasn't ready for the in person. I, I, we 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 keep things on you know right here. That that's this is where we are. When we're here now, now it's some BS. And I thought they were and I thought they were throwing us a red herring where it's just like oh we're supposed to think that she's you know associated with the big bad or some stuff. And then the show does something at the end, like in that last episode yeah. that involves her that I was just like oh. Y'all are hacks. Exactly. That's what I was yeah. saying. That's why. She, that's why she didn't have that much of a role until like towards the end. It's just like, yeah, stay tuned like, for season two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more or less. I'm hoping they, I'm hoping uh, exactly. Do that. And like that. throughout the show, like uh, Gus, like you learned pretty early on that he had a wife in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, yeah, because Malcolm, Malcolm McDonald's his father-in-law, and he does acknowledge that. I love how you yeah. almost said you almost said Michael McDowell. Uh, Michael McDowell. I know, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, no, no, Malcolm, Malcolm. And, but that's the thing, though. It was an off-air comment that we didn't realize until episode seven, and then it was or just, like oh, whenever, whenever they sort of. Like, oh no, I think it was like episode six. Episode. Yeah. But like, but, yo, we have completely like... ignored. We have completely ignored my man Elton John. No, hey, Elton John comes out of nowhere, played by Samson Kayo. Like, um, why would you pick that name, uh, though? Why, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you pick like, that name? That's like, Elton John really, is a great that's name. That's a really what common... About? Elton John isn't even Elton John's name, but, you know, he took that name from a friend. But he took that name from two friends, but you're going to call yeah. yourself Engelbert Humperdinck? You know, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, come on, you want, some, not, you want something that catches people's attention. My Elton thing John, is, like, actually. he already had a name that was very recognizable yeah. and he changed it into an arguably even more recognizable name yeah like why not go like with john smith or like, um, like was, was his real Seinfeld name really that recognizable yes like yes. some people don't know like you know no she that, that was one of the things that i i thought was actually kind of on a I was picking. I was trying to pick up clues in this, and I was playing junior detective while I'm watching the show. And I realized when he said his name is Elton John, so we assume, okay, so his sister is her name is John too, and she introduced herself to someone else as Helen Johnson. And I'm like, that's it's a similar name, but it's slightly different. Are they trying to keep? Are they trying to keep their story straight? Is that what's going on here? Because I, I definitely picked up on something. The closed captioning is, is corroborating my story here. Yeah, I'm I focusing mean, a little more. And as they're I mean, going Johnson more, would have sound more black. Uh, I'm noticing that Elton's story uh, is kind of not a hundred percent solid as they go on. Like, like minute details, like how he can never keep where he's from straight. He names yeah, like when people ask him, oh, "Where are you? Oh, where are you from?" He, and he names like four uh, or five different cities: Norfolk, Leicestershire. Mm-hmm. A lot of those yeah. places aren't anywhere near each other, so it's like the oh, Raccoon dude. City at one point. And I, like, and throughout throughout the show, you realize that Elton has worked odd jobs, like a tree surgeon, and, like as a line cook, I think, or somewhere, mm-hmm. suggesting that like maybe like his wife. Keep a job. 
That's or he it. couldn't That's keep a job. Dude. But like, I, I, I learned. I learned. I learned a good lesson. Well, learned a good lesson. I remember a good lesson from the movie um, to the Twenty Fifth Hour. The specific uh, advice that um, Edward Norton is given is okay. So go someplace, find a job where they're not going to ask you for too much personal information or ID. It's just a job you can start day one and go with for as long as you need. And then if you one day need to not show up, you can do that too. And I'm like, that's all of these jobs Elton's taken on. They're not going to ask for a lot of personal information or history and stuff. He can start day one. And if he ever needs to just break out, he can. Maybe that's an, maybe there is some to this dude's background. It's like I, I love I love yeah. shows that let me think about that stuff. I I, I really yeah, dug. Like, I don't even think about I, it that way. Yeah, I really dug Elton's presentation in this. I, I appreciated the relationship with his sister. I'm really impressed with Nick Frost. He's coming into his own very beautifully as an actor, not just as a second banana mm -hmm. to Simon Pegg. Even though Simon Pegg was in this, I expected something. He was. Yeah, Simon Pegg. Yo, Simon Pegg with that hairpiece. I yeah. love. Okay, so yeah, I love the off. moment I saw that hair, yeah. that wig. I was like, Nah, well, that's a terrible wig. No, no. But then I saw like effects in the show, and I'm like, well, the effects are fine. Why is that wig so terrible? And then, and then at the last episode, they explain why it's terrible, and I go. Yeah. Thank you. Because they, I've been staring at that sucker all season they, trying to figure out what the deal. Do, like they do address it like throughout the season, like like his wig is off or something, and it's absolutely hilarious. It's like an like there's a couple offhanded comments about it, and it's it's really funny because it makes me chuckle. And it's like something that like, what, do you think they'll address it? No. And then they address it. And it's it's super. Yeah. And it was like yay. Yeah. I appreciate. I, I do appreciate that they would go out of their well, not go out of their way, but they would at least make the effort to to, to reintroduce that because we're probably thinking the, the whole time, like, yes, is that being played for laughs? Is that a like, is that on purpose? It, 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 yeah, is it more serious? Like, is there is there a cancer situation? Should we not be like, why can't why wig? can't white people pick out good wigs for these situations? They're just, wigs are expensive, the wigs okay? Like wigs are extremely. Yeah, look, look, look. I yep. see people every day who wear wigs who slay and slay them bad boys. So I don't like I've I mean, seen a woman wear the hell out of a thirty dollar wig before. Like same. because it, I'm like it's objectively a bad wig, and so I'm like, you want me to look at this? Clearly, either you was, want me to look, well, and I'm looking. We all looked. We all looked. <laughs> yeah, either it was accidentally bad or intentionally bad. It had to be and intentionally like, bad. And it was bad enough for it for people to start suspecting that it was intentionally bad and they sort of address that throughout the show and it's really good yeah no i i, I gotta give um truth seekers a thumbs up i was entertained the whole time they do some real interesting supernatural stuff like the scene with the doll uh you're given like a bit of intro for the episode and then when it goes into like how that relates to the current action we're seeing i was into it it was entertaining and didn't just try to like throw me, throw me jump scares and weirdness, but it also didn't like completely not take itself seriously and give me a complete pastiche. It actually gave me a mystery I could follow. I was personally picking up clues. Malcolm McDowell, they used him effectively, even though this is, he was kind of like a third tier role, you know, and uh, dude, I'm liking Nick Frost. I want to see more of this. It's a thumbs up for me. Uh, Shay? Yeah, it's total thumbs up for me. I really liked, like, yeah, no, um, Malcolm McDowell, like, made me laugh every time he was on screen. Um, Nick Frost did great being the straight man, which he, for the longest, did not get to be when he was working, when it was just him and Simon Pegg. Um, and I really liked the little clues that happened at the beginning of every episode. 
like yeah. those little flashback scenes that were all clues to what was going on, even if you didn't realize it the first time you saw them. So I, I thought that was really smart. Um, they really put the right amount of breadcrumbs without, you know, explaining it to you. They let you figure it out, which I, I appreciate in mystery situations. So thumbs up. All right, Abby. Uh, I'll have to give it either one, a five, a nine, or a seven. <laughs> I was gonna say that as mine. Uh, I, I, I hate you so much. <laughs> but in all reality, I have to give it a thumbs up. It's a good show, and I really want to see the second season of it. Uh, thumbs up. I, I now have another show to wait to watch besides The Boys. Now this from Amazon. So good job, Amazon. You're, you're getting better than Netflix every day. Better than Netflix. They're working, on, they're working on it. Well, now let's talk about Finger Guns. This is the um, this is a, a comic that came out a while ago and just came out in trade uh, about two troubled teenagers who discovered they have uh, that they can manipulate people's emotions by firing their finger guns. Uh, they now um, one has the right, one has the left, and they can control the calm, and one can control the rage. And the way they bring put that together, I thought was actually pretty interesting in this book. Oh, excuse me, sorry. It's written by Justin Richards and the arts by Val Haverson. And I mean, dude, I usually try to be, I try to be lenient when I look at indie books. You know, it's like, well, I can get the art, you gotta give a grain of salt. But the writing, this is, it's not a, it's not a DC Marvel book. So maybe this is someone just doing their own passion project or whatnot. Yo, no, I thought this one was actually pretty cool. They seem to have a general, a solid understanding of the angst that young folks go through, of folks dealing with domestic situations and personal depression. And putting that across on paper is never an easy thing. Um, I, 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 got, I got a positive impression from this. I actually enjoyed reading it, uh, but I'm gonna kick it over to, uh, let's start off with Effocutioner. What, what are your thoughts on finger guns? Well, I've been doing hand gestures all day. So I, I mean, I've actually, I like the story. Yeah, I was told, like, uh, 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 oh, I, mean, I could do that too. I was gonna say that for a little bit later. Uh, honestly, I, I liked how the story was going. I, I kind of still believed, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but I feel like him and uh, Sadie, when they bumped into each other, Wes. maybe that's how his power is activated, because I still believe that for some weird reason. And then I, I did like the fact that they were trying to experiment to see if they can do any other emotions. And even the, the courage one, when they like cross their fingers and they shoot it and they're like, yo, now that person is like courageous and stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. It, it just made me really sad when we got to like, the second, well, I'd probably say like, like the second comic where you start to learn a little bit about Sadie's dad and his like super crazy temper and realizing like, man, I wonder like, you know, Sadie just used the calm and then she's like, yo, she's been using it forever. And it's just like, oh, wow. So even the emotions things. Yeah, I'm like, limits. like the calm is the reason her family's not dead. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so messed up. It's sad. I mean, it really gives like, a lot of backstory into this. It's the reality of the hard situation, Joe. Like, um, I, I mean, cut you off. My bad. My bad. No, that's all good. Like, like for me, it, it went from like exploring to like, yo, imagine all the crazy and interesting things that like they could literally take over. And then it, it goes for me from like, yo, they could probably take over the whole city or something like that. Until like, wow, man, like you're just using your powers just to survive and protect your mom and old dude's over here like grabbing sunglasses and stuff at first and then he meets you and he's like i want to protect her and it's just like yo 
this is not where I was expecting it to go. I thought they were gonna like use the emotions to like slowly take control of, this, of the town or something. But that just shows how evil I am because I was, like, <laughs> yo, because I was like, I was definitely gonna, you know, do do what Yusuke does and just, you know, fire my spirit gun all day and then mess with them with emotions. Fair enough. I mean, well, like also like how they didn't necessarily force a romance between the two. Yeah, like, they were just really friends. Like they were just friends being friends. They were just trying to help each other out and like a lot of times when like there's like a guy and a girl that are the main characters often people try and push like romantic stuff onto it and they just didn't do that they just focused on them as characters and them as friends and i really like that part of it because it just sort of added more to the story itself and not to like push something that wasn't really there mm. so that was definitely good no i did like that too and quiet is kept i did expect that because it's just We've we've got a Pavlovian drive now to expect that okay you got two members of the opposite sex at some point they're coming together and someone Energy. has to remind you it's like yeah it's like it's like, it's like yo they're they, they they got actual problems you want to actually pay attention to this yeah. book no yeah, like, they're they're dealing with their problems as like friends and they're not trying to like push anything else because they know that they don't like having like that's having like a romantic relationship isn't really where they have to be right like need to be sort of pushing that onto them because like they're they're in high school it looks like so like yeah. being like a really bad home life plus having like a really young relationship isn't really a combination for something good that's going to happen and just sort of the like the writers recognizing that and then uh like say like sort of like having them clearly state that they are best friends and that they, for the time during the comics, will only be best friends that is really important for them to grow as characters in the story, which I really like. Mm. It was a better approach, I think, than a lot of uh, indie books have taken when they try to uh, address the same material. Because, I mean, I, I, I've often thought, you know, man, if I had the ability, I'd be like, bow, 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 bow. But when we start off, we meet Wes, who's just being a dick. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that that probably that, that's that's more realistic. That that's more more likely what you like, would do. Right. <laughs> and then we meet Sadie, who's just like really like she she's just real chill. And the whole thing is she's got the power of the calm, whereas Wes has the power of the rage. And I see this, oh yeah, and it goes Wes is a little douche. And Shady's like the one who's gonna teach him the ways of no, you have great power with great responsibility and stuff. It's like, no, we just need to live. And I like that. This book. It didn't throw me any curves or anything. It didn't throw me too many surprises. It was just kind of a nice story of these two kids trying to get along. And I dug that, man. I, I appreciated it. This was, it was a smooth read for me. And it was just one that, it was a good time. It's just like, I liked the dynamic between the kids. Nothing too crazy happens between them, even though it's a, it's a like supernatural power book. It's just two people who are coping with this ability they have and the rest of what life throws at them. And I'm in these formative years. I'm just like, yo, that's surprisingly mature. You know, I got to go ahead and give this a thumbs up because of that. It's just like, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good book. How often do you sit and just, there's no controversy, no outside, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't just terrible. I just sat and read this. Oh, it's a good time. Cool. Hey, there goes my bus stop. Well, time to go. <laughs> so it's like, it, yeah, was, a th it was a th thumbs up for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shay, what do you got? Like, I, I agree. It was a thumbs up for me. Um, one of the things I it really struck me is that the writing is 
the like the character writing is so strong that you literally could take the thing the finger guns part out like the powers away and you would oh, still yeah, you have would. a very compelling story like it would still be a story about two children who are both going through like some serious like either depression or just angst and like just like things aren't aren't as nice as they would like them to be in life and and coming together becoming friends and you know leaning on each other and helping each other get through it and yo and at the end homeboy came in clutch because he figured out the right way to help his friend um clearly she still had to go through some stuff but like even without the powers it's still a very night it's still a very interesting coming of age story between two friends yeah and dealing with you know the less than awesome things that can happen in your adolescence because i mean it's a unique part of your life where you're supposed you're starting to get agency but also you have no power <laughs> mm. i remember those i remember those years that was before this voice <laughs> I, uh, I don't know i just kind of assumed you were born with that <laughs> no 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 i had to send it so like, I had to send in so many cereal box tops. Like, or either that or you got it from Old Man McGucket. I don't know. Old Man McGucket. Um, oh, man, more, I more know like that reference. You got it. <laughs> I got that reference. Uh, um, but no, I really did um like these comics. I would totally, and I, it seems to me that it's, very, it's clear it's for like a teenage crowd, but like, it still works, you know? Mm. So I appreciate the strong writing. I um the idea is interesting and um I do really like the joke that the um the guidance counselor made about huh teenagers being able to be in control of emotions never gonna happen <laughs> and I'm like and it's like oh but it's kind of true because it's at a point where you don't know how to manage them so them having that kind of power is even more like interesting because they're at a stage in life where they don't even know how to manage their own emotions oh yeah so but, but i mean it, it's nice to see that played not so much for like laughs or, well, no, or just honest of, yeah, but yeah. Some, sometimes we expect our kids to be grown up when they're not and there's there's still a lot of learning curves happening to, even in the late teens hell sometimes well into your early 20s or so 30s right you know right like, so like pretending like to, they should have it all together but like 18 is insane as someone who is 18 i thank you for saying that because i still <laughs> don't have it all together i feel that i i hardcore feel that right now yeah I'm no they tell you you'll understand when you're older no you won't no, no I, won't. I still don't understand I'm older. i woke up I, I woke up on my 18th birthday i understand nothing help me no i'm waiting to be like real old like when i get one of those um purses like we all know everybody remember that purse your grandma had that had like everything in the world in it my, i'm my waiting for when that, i man right i'm waiting for when i turn about 60 and that one of those gets delivered to my house with my senior citizen card <laughs> i figure by then i might know something yeah you 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 wish all right so executioner how about you oh man hold on hold on i gotta think about this hold on i'm gonna give the show i'm gonna give it a thumbs up now you know what i'm saying that show is actually very entertaining i you mean the comic but the story um i'm about to say comic book. <laughs> it's all, it's i think I, I think i just thought of tremors too so it's all good it's all good all right cool. honestly I, I, the the parts that really got me was just the whole training with the um we're just trying to figure out how to use their powers. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but like towards the end, like there was the whole black fist thing that 
if, if you like paid attention to like towards the end and i was kind of curious to see what it was because uh sadie's eyes ended up going black for yeah. like one scene so mm-hmm. i was very curious on that and i, I know like the stuff happened i'm trying not to spoil it but i, I would love to see what that power entailed like I kind of have a theory on that, but like I don't know if that would be spoilers to share. So <laughs> hey, 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 no, no, no spoilers, no spoilers. We already went. So I, so I can't say much, but I I enjoyed that aspect of it, and then the story itself was actually so good that it didn't even need the powers. But I did enjoy the powers, and I like yeah. the exploration from it, and thus that's how the friendship built because those two were trying to discover what they could do, but then it ended up just being Sadie wanting to learn what she can do in order to improve her situation. So that's how it ended up like going into. I'm with that. I'm with that. All right. So the book is called Finger Guns. It's available now in trade. You can pick it up. And I mean, dude, it seems like it's a positive impression for all of us. It's just a nice story, man. I I, I recommend this. We recommend this. But now let's talk about Tremors, Shrieker Island. Oh, gosh. I'm a big fan of the Tremors. I, I, guys. I'm I had a feeling you would be. What do you mean had a feeling? Come on now. We've <laughs> yeah, had conversations about this. Like, no, yeah. I, that. Like, I, I kind so of assumed is... you would like Tremors. Mm. All right. Well, this is uh, about a group of hunters. They've been genetically modifying graboid eggs. So Idiot. we're familiar with graboids. <laughs> I concur. Uh, we're familiar with graboids <laughs> are the large monsters from the first Tremors movie way back in 19, I think it was 1990, man. This, this is, it's a long run of franchise, but there have been shriekers. And it is 1990. Mm-hmm. Oh, there have been sh- graboids, which were the first big monsters. And then we saw the first yeah. evolution with the trailer. So in Tremors 2, they had Shriekers, the smaller ones that grew out of graboids and they could walk and they had, uh, they couldn't see, but they still had those beaks and they had like heat seeking and they just kept evolving from there. So, you know, it went from graboids to Shriekers. There's ass blasters, the ones that could fly. fly. You know, it, it got, it got, it got wild. Uh, the Tremors. You know- Franchise has a long running, uh, long running base, and now it just kept digivolving. I mm. Right, you know what? Well, with, all with, the with, names of the monsters in Tremors, I blame Stephen King for. You should. Why? Uh, it starts off with because he has a um book called Dreamcatcher, which they did make into a movie, and it literally the um evil entity in it were called shit weasels. Hey, yeah, so he, he should. Describe your plot, man. I don't know. <laughs> all right, thank you. Um, Sounds right. All right, so uh, they've been in, they've been uh, genetically modifying graboid eggs to make them more big and bad for the hunt, because this is hey, one of these crazy groups the of hunt. like yeah of adventure seekers. Now uh, now they face an all-out war against the larger, more terrifying, intelligent graboids, because what mm. they've pretty much done is create the Indominus Rex of graboids. This took yeah. a lot of influence from Jurassic World where it's like, yo, dinosaurs are okay and all, but they're not big and bad enough. We need this the hard This is hardly the we only movie real. that's done this. <laughs> Hold on, but can we so, talk about the scene where the dude got killed in the bathroom? Was that not Jurassic Park? That was straight <laughs> was Jurassic was, Park. Was, was that it not? Was, hey, I just saw Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. I love this scene. I want to put it in my movie. Yo, it's how about same this? Kind of outhouse. Why does no one think, hmm, putting my ass over a big Hole when I hear monsters around might be a bad idea. Because he didn't watch Jurassic Park. That's not <laughs> Jurassic Park. All like, right, so so Shane, I'm gonna kick it over to you since you have so much to say right now. <laughs> Tell us your impressions of Tremor Shrieker Island. Oh my gosh. Okay, well Tremors Shrieker Island, you know, it is an apt continuation of Tremors to me. Like Tremors has always to me been a very cheesy franchise of, of like the monster movie kind of um feel which i've always yeah. liked 
that's not a hater. I like B. I like B horror movies. So creature features, those were a staple of my childhood. Do not knock. Like, like I watched Tremors with like double features of like critters when I was a kid. Like this is a real thing for me. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really interesting continuation. I wish they'd use more practical effects in this just because it would have looked better. But um. Just because, man, the CGI version of the monsters takes like all, like, like I can't take them seriously at all at this point. But that's part because I think this is more for the laughs in with involved with the kills than anything else. So, fast forward into the future. Like, if you don't know Tremors, Tremors is about like a bunch of mutant creatures that start attacking a town. This version, they're on an island. Um, where smart smart people decide to make them bigger and stronger and smarter. Smart, well, they're, well they're sarcasm. Relatively. <laughs> science people that know how why to Why do they think they do this? Why? Why would you want to make something incredibly deadly more Just deadly? Just because you could no doesn't mean you should. Oh, I, I liked how the scientist finally says, I think we, um, like, I, like he finally says, you know, we made a mistake. What are we doing? This is ridiculous and crazy. I'm like, yep. man, so you ain't say that before the process, during well, the process, no, after they, it. You want to wait till when you're close to death to be like, well, you know, I think we made a mistake. Well, essentially, they were going out there to go hunt them a penis because clearly they don't have one because they need to trophy hunt. A very specific Damn. view of that is like yeah. shots fired. I didn't see that. And you yeah, there's also one, I mean, there's just one line. What in other the show. what other reason do these non-hunters like? Most of those dudes are like executives and like they paid a lot of money they because they want to burn money. And this right, is the I best way to do no, it. No, they needed a proverbial dick because clearly they don't have one. Because like, why why do you need to do this at all? Like, it's a dumb thought process. Yo, these are cats that have more money than sense. And it's plainly exactly. obvious from the fact that they've seen multiple folks die grisly And still want to go. Yeah, having like $150,000 bets whether or not someone can shoot an apple off their dome. Hey, but can we else's... admit that that was an amazing shot though? And yeah. that she also I mean, yes. Because she is good. That was women in movies like this have to be dressed like that. That, that was Abby, played by um, I have her name here. Uh, excuse me, that was Anna, uh, played Thank by you. Jesse Claire. Abby, yeah. yo, Abby joined the show. She was dope. I mean, uh, they, they they came through with like the bow and arrow the first yeah, time. I I hit Severdine and just started hunting them down like I was in Hunger Games or something. Yeah, I'm the best ever. You gotta believe in yourself. Can't say it like you can't say can't say it all all blase hey. like I'm the best. You'll be like, yo, I am Iron Man. Um, but yeah, like, look, there are like, look, these people were made for us not to care that they died. Like the people we were supposed to care about living were the people who got locked up in the bunker. You knew you were supposed to care about them because they were like people. That's yeah. why the cool chick yeah. left the other people. But that's why you have like, uh, every one of these movies yeah. has like a group of really well, well-intentioned hippies who granted a couple of them did have like serious chops. Guess who died first? You know, uh, ex except for except for um, uh, 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 Jackie Cruz, the girl Freddie. Uh, what was her deal? She was like Im immediately the second Bert showed up. 
the like the, Yo, the she ultra, wanted to this... hop on Bert, bro. Can I at least yeah. call a bitch yeah, that? that was, like, when she saw ultra, Bert, she ultra was like, I got the panties, I'm taking them mm-hmm. off. Where can I meet you? Let's get it on. Let's pretty get much. Like, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm gonna go. You want me to do like, one further? Yo, it felt like she was gonna take the panties, choke out, choke out a streaker with them, and then give the Bert like, hey, I got you something. Hey, now she was definitely trying to be on the hunt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was definitely on the hunt. Uh, and I, I don't I, blame her. She also looked fine, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like, oof. Yeah, they good, found good a way goodness. to make the costuming. I, let me get trapped on the island with you now. Ooh. They found a make the, right. way to make that impossible costuming for this environment work. It's just like, okay, so everyone will be ultra, ultra scantily clad. No one's wearing body armor or whatnot, even though we don't. Right. Fine, That's then. Give them eye candy left and right. Here, here. We have... We have Freddie, no well, and then we have a- Jimmy, played by John Heater. If you want some eye candy, <laughs> oh my God! Can I just say that he still looks like he has a baby mouth? No, I like them actually. I like the yo. He's he's done a lot to get over that Napoleon Dynamite look that he had going on. Like the beard works for him. The he short, has like these dark hair lips, works for but they him. look like a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some so, things you can't get over. So like. Like, of course, these guys had armor. They had a lot of plot armor. A lot. You should be ashamed so of yourself. You should be like, I didn't like it as much, but that's me. I, I, can, I concur, but I mean, yeah, it showed in this movie. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so bad. Yo, you know what? It, it, I found you know it what? quite hilarious, actually. Yeah. TV. See, Abby has taste. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I laughed my ass off at a lot of this. And I, yo, for real, I'm just like, I'm upset at the way it ended, because I'm like, after all yeah. we've been through, that's how you take Bird out. Yes. Hey, man. Like, he went out like a hero. He sacrificed no, he for the like people. No, yo, he, have, he went out like a question mark and a hat. I'm like, yeah. Bro, yeah, you, could, like, wait, you managed cool, to right? dodge all them explosives, but you couldn't dodge no slow. Like, you teleported from down in the bunker where they just threw TNT and magically ended up like. Well, the whole point was so the other dude didn't get eaten. Like yeah, he didn't want the young dude to get eaten, and he wanted to make sure that dynamite. Yo, he could yes. dance his way out the sub. No, all that movie you couldn't slide. They were right next to each other. He slide pushed him out right. the way, and then like, like besides the fact, I think the whole point was that he wanted to make sure that you know it landed where it they wanted it to land. Like he didn't like try to turn or double back. Like no, 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 keep your eyes on me. Follow me. Go over the edge. Right, that's why he was clapping his hands till death. Man. Yeah. Yo, when when like I, it was a sacrifice play. That's all. It, like I mean, that it was, was laziness because he knew he had to worry about his son in jail. See, that's what. He, one of, one of that's my, dodging. Child. I mean, he never worried about his son in jail. Exactly. Like that's part that's of the, the whole point. That's like to, now. to be fair, he only knew about his son like what the last movie, like. Well, yeah, he but... he didn't raise this dude like he only met him like a couple years ago. And to be fair, I kind of expected the son to be that kid from the first movie that they brought back in the second to come back back. The one There's thing that change. sort of stuck with me when I was watching this mm-hmm. is uh, one of Lord Farquaad's quotes from Shrek. Oh, and I gotta hear this. Okay. When he says, "Some of you may die, but that's a pre- that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make," and I just that stuck with me throughout the whole film, like throughout uh, yeah. the whole, whole movie. He was like, "Some of you may die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to Abby make." Abby described the whole movie with that. <laughs> that is actually beautiful. Uh, it's like in the first Mummy movie when the the priest is like, "Look, you need to sacrifice yourself for me, for me, so I can yeah, for me. Good <laughs> luck." Yeah. 
So oh, yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was watching the film, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of Lord Farquaad saying that to his subjects, and Joe Exotic saying that to his hunting group. I don't remember his name, so I'm just going to call him Joe Exotic. I, I really wish, knowing that this would be the last one, at the very least the last with Bert in it, that we would have gotten cameos from Kevin Bacon and Reba McIntyre. To be fair, Kevin, Kevin Bacon included. hasn't been in those movies since the first. No, I know, yes. but it would have been a nice way to go out. Even even like, you know, if, if it was just a phone call or something. You know? I mean, I saw the effects. Clearly, there was not enough money for Kevin Bacon. Wait, did, did Yo, we all seen... notice that at the beginning of the film, when like they were talking to the supervisors and the employees are sitting there, did we all notice that one person on their computer was playing solitaire? When they're supposed to be busy, like examining the island and doing their work, what oh, you mean like all of us do when we have office jobs? That's yeah, what I'm the, saying. The, the, <laughs> yeah, it's like the, brother, have you never worked? In, have you never worked in a cubicle? Right. No. But I wouldn't oh. be playing no solitaire, man. Like, there ain't shit I'd else be to on play. Itch.io or no, no, they no, monitor no. your computer. You can play solitaire. That's yeah, what yeah play solitaire. Yo, you can <laughs> play no pinball, but they can play no pinball. No, no, because they could see your computer. Solitaire is yeah. native, and you can Alt-Tab or Alt-F4 quick out of Solitaire and right yeah. back to that spreadsheet, man. Yeah. They, so if, if you're going to risk like, it, if you're going to risk your job. I mean, what, what was the worst they're going to do? Fire? That's the thing. Oh, solitaire I mean, isn't going to risk your a, job. But, but you're on, like, an exotic island taking a look at some mutated, like, freak. You know, exactly. You so, you know what happens? You replace me. I am too important. So, you might as well just let me just replace me. <laughs> Actual video game. Like, look, like, man, I what, used what, to, what, what, what movie, what, what movie were you watching? Less than forty-eight hours. What movie were you watching? You saw how important, how important everyone, everyone else nah, there bro, was. There was like this only three people important. Actually, four. One of them's dead. So <laughs> everybody, everybody died. Everybody. Yeah. All the good people survived. All the dumbass trophy hunters died. I think that works for me. Um, because nah, Bert died. Like. Well, you know, but again, he, he's a hero. That's the way they nah, play bro, it. He, he That's the way. Die. They gave the hero music. It queued up. It happened. To die is child support. <laughs> that's, that's the whole... For a grown man, like, Jamie Kennedy is a dude who plays his son. He's, like, 40. Because <laughs> they're old. Child yeah. And that's Rose the other is. thing. The dude who plays um, Bert, he, like, Michael if they Rose wait Rose. any longer to do it, like, he's already in his 70s. Yeah, like, he had the old man. I don't think he has. Yeah, I know. I noticed that yeah. towards the end, and and that's the thing. Like, he's he can't he can't be the lead of the franchise forever. Like, at some point, they needed to do a handoff for that. Yo, and I, Tremors I, I really is a ridiculous move. Is a ridiculous set of movies. So if you thought that he was gonna go out in some extremely grandiose way, well, you yeah, haven't seen the rest no, of them. It's, it's gonna be like a slow mo. Um, shot of him giving the finger to the camera. Yeah, it had to be cheesy because that's, the Tremors movie. No, that that's one thing I do I do actually have beef with because I'm upset that that's how he went out. Because if you all remember the last Predators movie, that that's exactly how um I forget I forget his name the brother from uh, the brother from Moonlight. That's exactly yeah, how he went out. He's, right, he did go out that way. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a heroic scene, but it's just like he's just like <laughs> into a jet engine like. Yo, you don't. No one goes. Ha, 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 I'm killing myself. Like that's not how it happens, man. I'm gonna say if you really gonna go out, you are gonna go out like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might. You might as well go out on your own you terms know? and just start like giving the thing to everyone, saying like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. there are not enough fingers to give. If I was gonna give a finger after, like right before death, there there aren't enough. 
<laughs> fingers. I would need about a thousand more hands to accomplish that. Y'all doing too much. I just need Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme music in the background. I'll just put the two fingers up and call it a day. That's the best way to go out. Give me right, a beer in my hand too. And, um, and you should have yeah, chose the John Cena beer. music. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's, that's generation. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I can't even remember what Stephen Austin's theme song sounds like. It's just, it's, it's just glass, it's just glass breaking, just exactly. and then do do. Well, that's not grandiose. Okay, I'd have gone with the big show then. You know, it's like just it's fair like enough. Some, some like, we're here. Right, like I, I want it to be shown that I'm coming for adulation in my death. Believe it or not, I actually really like this because everything in this movie is a hack trope, but they know that. Exactly. And you can sense that, yeah, no, we're in on it. Sure. This is Tremor 7. Ain't nobody right. no job for nothing. We're just having a good ass time. And they wrote the silliest lines and they wrote the dumbest scenes and everyone was a character, was a, was a cartoon. And I love this mm -hmm. so hard. I yeah, really like did. Yeah, this was you just honestly the course for the franchise. Like, like, I mean, hey, did you have a bad time? No, no, and did, and, and, no. And did because, you die though? No, but no. there were a lot of deaths. But that was the sacrifice. The most of them take. Yeah, for willing. <laughs> that movie was. There funny. may have been. You, some of you may you, die. Sorry, they sacrificed that <laughs> killing to me. Yeah. Yo, uh, like. The movie itself is a like good dude, ass time. dude, the is insane. Yo, yeah, someone had a mad on against Richard Branson for this. That was a straight parody. Oh, is um, he supposed to be Richard Branson? I thought it was Richard Branson. Who did he you does think? look like Richard Branson when you think about it? Like, Wait, yeah. is this the Joe Exotic character we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that guy. He, he, was, he was totally a little bit like. like his teeth on his nice though. Richard Branson has very straight teeth. Yeah, sure. There's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> what? He got a lot of money. His teeth are very nice. The other dude had all kinds of cricket teeth on the bottom. Yeah, no, I'm, hey, I'm, 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 I'm not even teeth, noticing huh? that, but I'm glad. You Just know. like, you know, it, rich people can have their teeth very pearly and very straight. This is because dentistry is expensive. What do you want from me? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, come on. Does a, does a wild bear dump in the woods and then wipe its butt with the no, white rabbit? What is with, okay, so many <laughs> of those freaks, like, did they all just live in the South? Like, how many freaking times do we have? Are they literally living like, on, like, are they, like, starting every video with, like, hello, cats and kittens? <laughs> because that's a trope from the that specific character in the franchise. Yeah. So, like, that's why it's a joke that kept coming up. Man, I, that I, he says I, crazy things. I like what it, are those though. called, like idioms or uh, whatever those things called? Idioms. Idioms. Well, the, the movie just gave a, a just a crap ton. It was just like shooting them out, like they were just. Yeah, no, they were uh, purposely trying out different lines, like in universe, which I laughed. I won't pretend that. Didn't. No, <laughs> no, no some, some of them were good. Some of them were really good. <laughs> Some of them were good, but then some of them were just like, like right, oh my God, on. why? Hey, I did bust out laughing a couple of times, like out loud. And it takes a lot for any movie to get me to get me to do that, especially one that I'm not expecting anything from. Yo, Tremor Shrieker Island was a thumbs up just for being a good ass yeah. time. It's a dumbass CG mess of a movie, it but is, it's, a, it is, it's, a, it's a good ass time. It is a popcorn movie, the kind of movie yeah. you should watch with friends with a copious amounts of popcorn and mock, mock yeah. until you're face turns blue it'll be epic all right so shay where you at where you at 
So thumbs up. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I'm about to, like, after we're doing this, I'm going to call my mom and be like, hey, watch the Tremors movie because she knew I was watching it. Yeah. All right. Abby, how about you? Uh, thumbs up because I found it on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix? <laughs> it's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you and serious? I was like, yeah, That's it's on, on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah. yeah, Tremors is on Netflix. And I was like, I didn't know that, but I'm happy I got to watch it on Netflix. And it's, like, one of those where, like, if you have Netflix, it's a definite watch because... It's just one of those that, like, you can eat with popcorn and just, like, watch with your friends and make fun of. And yeah. Enjoy. All right. And close out with the executioner. Yo, this movie is the type of movie that you would watch after you just hang up, like, you were just hanging out with your friends, you got really drunk with them, and you decided to go to your favorite pizza or taco place or something that, like, get the alcohol out your stomach you're coming back home you don't want to go to sleep yet you want to eat the food so you put on tnt to see what's on while you eat that food and this movie really just happens. Yeah. and you're eating that while you're watching tnt late at night like around 12 or 1 in the morning and you just don't really care and you're just trying to stay up because you don't want to go to sleep drunk that's when this movie is like really effing good i love going to sleep that. I'm going to give it a thumbs down for a serious movie. But if you really give, you know, if you don't care and you just want to make fun of it and talk smack, then, you know, this this movie is great. You know, if you got some weed, this movie is great. If, you, if, if you're with friends and you want to take shots at, like, the horrible plots and references, if you got a drinking game together, then this movie is great. Okay, cool. I'm, I was about to be like, I really hope you're not expecting a serious movie from this. No, but yeah, I, I, this from, from you, I thought it was, and then I was just like, oh. <laughs> and, you know, I never seen any of the other. All I around. Was, so all I knew was Tremors one, and then I knew this, and then I went from like, how did this turn into this? Oh uh, man, the six from? movies in between. All right. Well, yeah. now you know. All right, so, yeah, so that was, that was Tremor, Shrieker Island, dude. I had a great time. I'm glad y'all enjoyed it, too, because it sounds like, for most of us, uh, it was a good-ass time. But also, speaking of time, we are out of it. I want to thank y'all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. I want to thank Abby. Oh, thank you. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> I want to thank Shay. Thanks again. Effocutioner. All right, you guys have a good week. And I want to thank you. No, you didn't do the finger guns, brother. Oh, you didn't do the finger guns. <laughs> yeah, like, right. I couldn't like, like I, I really I'm just glad he referenced the Yohaka show. Like, yeah, I actually did that too. That's the whole point, man. Finger bang, Yohaka show. Look, shame on all of you. Shame on all of you. And I want to thank you, reminding you all if you heard anything on this show. That's right, professionalism. If you heard anything on this show, you want to you want to chime in on? Hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, do go to the website and check out our shenanigans on a regular basis, geek-down.com, or go to the overall network site and see all our shows at villains.wtf. Dude, like and subscribe anything you dig and catch us on a regular and have a good old time. And we'll catch you next time right here, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Latest.